How many times do you attempt the bonker before you move to an e-collar? Can you confirm twice? <laughs> Love you guys and your no bullshit attitude. Does okay. This is what I I'm want. Not done. I have multiple dogs. It's a challenge, so I'm thinking training one at a time. I have two that rush the door when I let them out of the crate. I'm done now. So I can speak? Yes, you Th may speak. Thank Permission you. Permission to speak. Thank you. I don't like when people cut me off. I didn't know I was cutting you off. I know better than to cut you off. And that's why I informed you that you, I was not done speaking. You did pause, though. There was a pause. Yeah, to catch my breath. You can yell at me for half an hour straight without catching your breath. I'd like to think you can read one sentence without catching your breath. <gasps> okay. Okay. So, all right. He's full of shit. I don't yell at him. Maybe I'm full of shit on the 30 minutes, but I swear to God, you're at least. I, in the three years I've known you, I've probably raised my voice at you. Are you times. fucking kidding me? Three times. Are you fucking you're kidding me? your voice right now. Are you fucking kidding me? See? Three times? Triggered. Angelo. Triggered. How many times have you heard Joel raise your voice? At least 30 times this year. Bullshit. 30. He's 30. Angelo. <laughs> Did you hear okay. that? Okay. Bullshit. Hey. Okay. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training and the lovely Joelle. Hope everyone is doing fantastic today. It's a wonderful day. This is a Q&A show. The What Would Jeff Do show is a Q&A show, which most people ask, uh, how do you stop a behavioral problem? How do I stop? How do I stop? How do I stop? So you're going to hear me all of a sudden be using words like punishment, correction, intolerable consequence. The only way to stop an unwanted behavior with a dog is the opposite of a reward, which is a correction. It is not abuse. It's literally the opposite of reward. It is unemotional. There's no yelling. There's no screaming. You're not mad. You're not upset. It's just a matter of fact. There is the art of applying a punisher. Ironically, Joelle and I are deep, deep into the beginning of Solid Canine Training University, where we'll be putting 20 years of knowledge all online. It's not for free. It is a paid platform. But the cool thing is, is once you join the university, you can you can like do continuing education. Some of it will be always included because you already paid. Some of it will be you'll have to like new stuff, like almost like an app when you download an app. Mm. There's like it comes with certain stuff, and then you got you got your after stuff. There's uh, there's there's gonna be that, and then we also do something called Jeff. Gelman seminars. Now, Jeff Gelman seminars, I used to be able to say worldwide, but obviously we can't go anywhere out of North America right now. No, out of the United States anymore. So um, we've got four to six left this year. We dealt, okay, so the next two, which you might want to pay attention to, is Las Vegas, Nevada. Nevada. It's coming up. Then Canton, Ohio. That's coming after that. But then we also have Phoenix, Arizona, San Diego, California. Austin, Texas, Ooh, I love and Austin. Virginia. Then I just released a new date on our Leash Reactivity Workshop in December. Damn. For December. Scheduling it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right before the holidays. Get, get a little bit of extra help for people right before the holidays so they can have control over the dogs over the, the holiday season. And then um, 
And then we've got one scheduled for 2022, but 2022, we got a lot of changes, a lot of changes. So Canton, Ohio is now from you. You should go to it then. Let's go. Because people go drive 20 hours. They go come from other countries to go to these weekend seminars. Your life will change with your dog. So, and then we've got the training center here, which is 24 seven, 365. We never close. Well, we close. Well, there's always staff here and um, we rehab dogs. So my specialty is rehabilitating dogs, but obviously we train all the obedience, but my big gig is rehabbing dogs. Let's go. JJ gave us a smiley face. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. These are all the no sound comments. Yeah. Sorry guys about no sound. We got sound now. Carrie Ann said, hello. Hello. Ashley said, there you are. Hey, Ashley. Um, is that Florida Ashley? No. Oh. Nick said hello from Maine. Hey, Nick. What's going on up in Maine? You get snow yet? Next. K9W dog training. Hey, you guys. Hey. Samantha. Hey, Jeff. My setter has developed a habit of barking in the house to the point where we cannot open the blinds or front door. That's bullshit. I've tried calling him away, but he goes right back and nope. again. Wrong. Something as simple as a rabbit, a car door, a yep. pedestrian, or yep. even dogs barking in the neighborhood. Yep. Set him off. Should I just keep recalling him to get his focus nope. off it? Nope. Okay. That's the way you were taught and you were taught wrong. No fault of you. Don't use obedience to stop an unwanted behavior. Do you really want the dog to come to you or do you want the dog to shut up? Let's think about this logically. Let's use logic on this. And this is what's happened in dog training is dog trainers have taken away your logical skills. They've disempowered you from thinking on your own and they've made it so you have to rely on a dog trainer when actually you are smart enough to figure this stuff out by yourself. I know you are. You don't want your dog to recall to you. Recalling your dog, hold on here. Angelo is writing on the walls right now with a Sharpie marker. Angelo, come here, please. He's graffitiing the wall. Hey, buddy, come on over here. How are you? Good. Okay, you can go back and sit down. Okay, so Angelo just stopped writing on the walls. He wasn't writing on the walls. He knows that that doesn't, he, like he would lose fingers if he did that. They'd be in a cast. So that's a joke, guys. I wouldn't physically harm my child. Okay, but we have to like, that's a yeah, joke. Put... It's a joke. Dis okay. Disclaimer, it's joke. But the point is, I did get him to stop writing on the walls, even though he wasn't, but let's pretend he was. And I called him over to me. Guess what? He came over to me. And you know what he's going to do? And then I sent him away. And guess what he's going to do? Go back to writing on the walls. So get yourself a remote collar. Get yourself a bonker. This is a bonker. It's a rolled up towel. And I guess now it's socially acceptable because at this year's IACP conference, which is the International Association of Canine Professionals, which is the big advocate for dog trainers out there, they taught bonking this year. Wow. Isn't that weird? Isn't that weird how they teach bonking now at their seminar? So I guess it's okay when they do it. But when I do it, I'm a dog abuser. Fuck you. Okay. So now what we can do is this. Remote collar, bonker, say no and bonk, or remote collar, say no and correct. Always say no before a correction, just like you would say yes before a reward. Your timing is important. The no is timing is important. Open up your shades. Let the sunlight in, okay? 
open up your door, assuming you've got a screen door or a, or a door, whatever they call that with plexiglass right there. Let the sunlight in. Let your dog stare out the window. Let your dog light up in, 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 on, on a distraction. No, correct. Make it suck for the dog to do it. It stops. Next. Um, Laura said, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Laura, how are you? Samantha said he also does it with blinds drawn and doors closed. I know. Too. I know. It doesn't matter. Do what I've told you to do. It, stop, it literally stops in one to three seconds. I can stop years of problems in one to three seconds. Years of problems. And the reason why I said fuck you to the ICP is because I meant it, but also because I've been put through the ringer for the last two years that people would not even imagine I have over bonking and they participated in some of the nonsense, okay, and encouraged it. And now they're teaching it. So I don't like hypocrisy. I don't like people that have got low moral character. Next. Um, Carrie Ann said, my pit lab mix hates other dogs. How do I fix this? That is a at least a minimum of a one hour conversation. Okay, go to the seminar. We will work on it for two days. I will get your dog. I will get your dog to lie down within three feet of multiple dogs at the seminar. At the seminar, it'll lie down next to at least within three feet of another dog. I will show you hands-on, nothing held back, how to stop it. That is the best bang for your buck because there are so many variables, but you're gonna have 16 hours of information pumped into your brain about how to live a better life with your dog. And at least we can get your dog to exist around other dogs. So it's so funny whenever I get comments from people that like say we do it wrong, like for 20 years I've been doing it wrong. I'm like, okay, that's cool. But can you please tell me how you get dogs to go from a bad behavior like aggression into avoidance, into existence, and into acceptance? Step by step, explain it to me in written form and then show me videos with at least 12 dogs. None of them can belong to like the actual trainer or the person. They have to use other people's dogs. Yeah. Crickets. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Because it's complicated. There's so many steps. If anybody thinks we just blast a dog to stop it from being aggressive, oh my gosh, our life would be better. Next. Joe said, hey, JJ, hope all is well. Things are fantastic. I'm pumped up, obviously. Isabel, love your videos. You guys are great. The towel saved my puppy. Damn right it did. Reed, hey, Jeff and Joel, I have a multi-golden retriever household. They're obsessed with stealing tennis balls from each other. Should I ignore this or should I intervene? Okay, this is the thing. Does that ever lead to a fight? Does it lead to too much arousal in the household? I don't like either of those things. If it's a game for them, there's no growling, there's no barking. Well, there's no nonsense. There's no threat of violence. I prefer if they did it outside. I don't want a bunch of goldens running around my house doing anything with balls, especially mine. Thank you very much. But with tennis balls, next. $10 from Jessica. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for everything at the Leash Reactivity Seminar. Thanks, Joelle, for helping and using Einstein with the e-collar stuff. 
our walks are really improving. You guys are the awesome. Best. Awesome. Awesome. So she came, this, this is her second or third seminar she's been to. Second. Second seminar she's been to. Next. Samantha, we have a prong that we use outside of the house that I've considered using to stop her dog from barking. Yeah, but why don't you, but, but that's not going to stop. No, do what I suggested. Remote collar. No, correct. Start it inside the house first. Start it inside the house first in a controlled thing. For um, Carrie Ann, go to Jeff Gelman Seminars. Jeff Gelman Seminars. Okay? And then pick the cat in Ohio. You need a working spot. Whatever the price is, it is worth it in gold. You will learn more than two days than you learn in two months of classes with a trainer. Next. Sherry just had a trainer come to our home and helped us with place and how to use corrections. So thankful and committed to training. You guys rock. Awesome. Good for you. Proud of you. Lee said hello from Franklin, Tennessee. Hey, what's up, TN? Tennessee's in the house. We were supposed to be at Nashville. Can't do anything in Nashville. Can't do anything in Memphis. I wouldn't mind going back to Nashville for another seminar. That was a fun time. Is that where we went to that one vegan restaurant? Was that Nashville? It was Nashville. That was Nashville off the beaten path in someone's house. Mm -hmm. It's good though. It was good. good. Yeah, but our but our but our uh, uh, venue there, um, they moved. I think uh, they moved. Yeah, it was at the gym. It was at the uh, uh, gym. I'm pretty sure they moved. Yeah. Next. JJ, my sixteen-week-old mini schnauzer is doing great. He's fair at doing commands inside, but outside he's on his own agenda. Right. Everything is a distraction. Yep. Corporal Freezer loves to seek out deer nuggets. That's gross. That's disgusting. So what I want you to do is this. Ironically, we're filming this today. Down stays with distraction inside. What I want you to do is, first of all, your dog is sixteen weeks old. Don't freak out. What I want you to do is leash on the dog. Food training. Work on your downs, your your sits, your place, your your healing, and inside. Start layering distractions over it inside. Get your dog to not break command inside. Move it to outside with no distractions, which is which is like sort of like a, a what do they call that? A double-edged sword comment because just being outside is a distraction. Like they're built Everything. in. The air, the air becomes a distraction. A leaf becomes grass. There's a distraction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, and then stick to the basics. And I'm not going to say lower your expectations, but you're going to be, the progress you made inside at that age or even at any age does not transfer to outside yet. So you have to take a couple of steps back. Next. Um, Jennifer, hi from Michigan. Hey, am I? Kim, I have a six-month-old boxer puppy afraid of everything. Suggestions on how to build confidence? Yes, compulsion training and remote collar. So what you're going to do is this. Pick one thing the dog is afraid of. So say your dog is afraid of, you know, walking past something, okay? What you want to do is first teach the dog to heal. Now, here we are using obedience to stop it. I want to behavior, but we're not. We're leveraging obedience. Teach the dog to heal. Go buy something scary. If the dog breaks heel, you correct it. You're not correcting the dog for being afraid. You're correcting the dog for breaking command. Then what happens is this. The dog will then go, man, I am nervous. I am afraid. That thing out there makes me concerned, but I'm not breaking heel. Over time, not a long time, the dog just goes, that doesn't bother me. What do I care? Then take that formula 
and then literally attack every single fear the dog has. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, Ann Wheelie. I'm going to help a friend train her six-month-old Australian Shepherd. Mm -hmm. I'm not a professional trainer. So you don't need to be. But more handling experience than she does. How would you start with training? Where do you start? Sit down, leash walk. Where do you start? So we start with uh, uh, leadership skills. So crates, spatial pressure, thresholds, lead basic leash handling, inside, get the dog to follow a food lure, and then start with the basics. Start with down and play. Actually, not with down. That's the third thing you should do. Start with place. Start with place. But this is the thing. You commented saying you're not a professional trainer. You don't need to be. You do not need to be. 35 to 40 years ago, there was no such thing as family pet dog trainers. None. Anybody in their 70s and 80s and 90s right now would laugh at you laugh in your face if they if they knew you were you had to hire a dog trainer for your family pet they would laugh at you why because they didn't need them back then do you know why because if they didn't like what their dog was doing they corrected it True story. now oh what did they used to do maybe they were physical with it but they corrected it and the dog didn't do it and we've lost that We've lost that. We think that dogs are these, the, these fragile pieces of China. Do you know that my dogs run into trees? Who was it? Wes, who ran, Wes ran into a dog the other day and you can hear the bones smash. Who's Wes? Wes and who? Another dog that he was playing with? Tucker. Oh, oh Wes and Tucker were out in the, were they out in the field at the yeah. house? Wes and Tucker were out in the field at the house, running around playing. They smashed into each other and you could literally hear bone on bone. Guess what? You know what Wes did? Goes... Where's my ball? Where's my ball? They're dogs. Believe it or not, they're pretty hardy animals. They're pretty hardy animals. Now, that doesn't mean you should be abusive, but what it means is it's okay to give a well-timed, unemotional correction. And we have lost that. We have been told that that will destroy the relationship. Why is it? Why is it that after 20 years and 10,000 dogs and 200 seminars, that every single person dog team that sits in front of me, their relationship sucks. The behaviors of the dogs are everything from small to horrific. The dogs are dangerous. The dogs are shy, nervous, fearful, shut down. It's like Groundhog Day teaching these dogs. Do you know what the one component that is missing? The one component that is missing. This is before I arrived on the scene before I arrived on the scene, is holding your dog accountable. That's why when I keep hearing all these people saying, well, if you do this, Jeff, bonk the dog, use a remote collar, you'll make the dog insert like more ner nervous, fearful, lose trust. I'm like, um, you just described the dog before it got to me. So how about this? rational thinking, the lack of correcting the dog, the lack of holding your dog accountable creates aggression, nervousness, fear, anxiety. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm seeing. Next. Um, Laura, I've had success with teaching my dog sit, but not down. I'm trying leash pressure to help that. It's sort of working, but he refuses to do stay. 
Okay, so number one, you don't say stay. In fact, we just made a video on that today. It'll be out very, very soon. This is what's missing. First, I want you to get, we have, we have, a, we have a progress on how we teach down. We literally have a step-by-step -step method on how we teach down. And it all starts with luring, you know, kibble, food, luring, positive reinforcement training. That's what we do. So we do that. Then what we do is we add leash pressure. So the dog gets used to leash pressure, pressure, pressure on, pressure off. It's important that dogs understand the concept of pressure on, pressure off, because it can be used in so many different ways. You can use it with a leash, a remote collar. You can use it with your body. Dogs use it with each other. There's so many ways that you can use pressure. So turn the pressure on, turn the pressure off. Now, once you've done a couple hundred reps successfully of the dog, verbally, when you say down, it goes down with no help or guidance whatsoever from you. You are neutral. You've taken away food because you go from food, you go from luring to rewarding to variable rewarding to no more food. Then after a couple hundred reps, you go to corrections for noncompliance of a known command. <coughs> that is the missing link out there. Corrections for noncompliance of a known command. That's the number one thing that is missing. I don't care how many pieces of steak you put in front of your dog. The rabbit is going to win your dog will most likely break command. Now, if you start correcting your dog for non-compliance, the dog is gonna start thinking twice about that. But believe it or not, there are dogs that blow through remote collars at high levels, blow through strong corrections to chase prey. We've got a formula on how to fix that. But your average dog is going to learn to hold command around high levels of distraction for long periods of time when you are not even in the room, if you follow our reward-based to start to correction-based to proof formula of training that we have done thousands and thousands of times and been able to produce dogs that are great and they're not robots, it gets these dogs to also think independently on making better choices. And I specifically say that because there's a narrative out there that, well, with that formula, the dogs will only do what you tell them to do and they can't think for themselves. Now, my, my response to that is, well, that's because that's all you can do. For some weird reason, we get dogs to think for themselves and make better choices. Next. Tyrone, what can I do to get my dog to potty on the pad without missing? I don't know because we don't train on potty pads. Take your dog outside to teach it to piss outside. Next. Rhonda, my dog growls if I look in her ears to check for irritation. Keep going, best way to proceed. Muzzle up the dog, say no, bonk the dog, proceed. Next. Oh my gosh, and then make sure you yawn, because that's the magic right there. And said those effers in there now, it's okay to bonk. Yeah. And if people have been following my journey for the last couple of years, or for the last 20 years, I'm fired up today. And I'll tell you why I'm fired up today. I'm fired up today because of the hypocrisy in my industry. Because 20 years ago, nobody talked about prong collars, but I did. 20 years ago, nobody talked about remote collars, but I did. All right? Eight years ago, nobody talked about bonking except for Gary Wilkes and myself. And I would been and I have been threatened and ab verbally abused and attacked every step of the way. And for some weird reason now, you got all these people in all these videos with prong collars and 
holding these mysterious little yellow boxes. Now it's okay to be doing it. And now it's okay to, I guess, officially bonk. Because the gods from above said so. So what changed? What happened? Why, as of September, October of 2021, is it being demonstrated at a national convention when I've been doing it all along under the guise of abuse and the same people that said that actually attended the convention and didn't say a goddamn thing? Why? Why? Because the hypocrisy of dog training because of the gatekeepers of dog training. And you know who suffers the most? This is why I get fired up. Because owners suffer the most. Because owners are being fucking ripped off and it's a huge disservice to owners because they're not getting the proper information because it's being withheld from them. Because for some weird reason, all these trainers out there think what? Owners are not smart enough to make their own decisions? Give me a freaking break. Give me a freaking break. Who do you think our who do you think our clients are? A bunch of idiots? We've got incredibly highly intelligent clients who know how to make a decision. Some of the smartest people I've ever met. Most of our owners are college educated, well positions in life, make big decisions, run families run businesses. I think they can fucking responsibly use the rolled up towel. Next. Amir, hi. The Patreon channel is excellent and very interesting. Would like to know what other options or tools there are for correcting reactivity besides e-collar prong or bonkter. The public, from lack of understanding, can see these things as problematic tools. And some states have outlawed some of the tools. This is true. No, not in states. That there are dogs that it can cause them to activate. Thanks. Time, bad timing makes them activate. Mm -hmm. There are no states in the United States that ban those tools that I'm aware of. If there is, someone please correct me because I'll do a seminar in that town just to fuck them. Come and get me. Drag me away. Drag me away. Handcuffs and all. This is the thing. Stop caring what the public thinks. This is a relationship between you and your dog. Okay. Got it? For some weird reason, squirt bottles are acceptable, but a cotton towel is not. Do you know that we have some dogs that we use squirt bottles on and they show more fear with that squirt bottle than a remote collar? Did you know that? We have dogs that will blow through the highest level of a remote collar and not care, literally not care. If, if, if shock collars are so mean, they could care less about these. They're like, please stop tickling my balls, buddy. But you take a squirt bottle out, they cower in fear. It's true. But guess what? Squirt bottles are acceptable by society. But the dog in front of me says that that is the worst thing in the world. So who do we care about? Public perception, results, the dog, so public perception, I don't give a flying fuck about. The dog and results I care about, as well as the families that are paying their hard-earned money to get said results. That's who I care about. Humans first, 
Then I, then I get the level of expectation. Then we put in our methodology and our training. And if a dog doesn't like it, oh, well. If my kid doesn't like wearing a winter coat in the winter, oh, well. It's the way it is. Dogs will not always be willing participants in the rehab process. I'm pretty sure our brains are bigger and more thought out than a dog's. Next. Terry G, you should charge them for using the bonker, LOL. Well, you didn't patent it. No. Who Say that again? You should charge them for using no, the bonker. No, no. It, yeah. it, I didn't patent it. I learned it from Gary Wilkes, okay? But it's not, it's not a patentable thing, most likely. It doesn't need to be patented. And I can care less about that. The more, the bigger picture is the hypocrisy. That's the bigger picture. The bigger picture is the hypocrisy. The unethical behavior of the organization. That's the bigger picture. The bigger picture is that they get, that all of a sudden getting woke unless it benefits them. But now it's acceptable. Next. Okay. Ken. Hi, Jeff. My 20 week old beagle, too young for a prom? No. Next. Five months? Yeah. Renee. How many times do you attempt the bonker before you move to an e-collar? Can you confirm twice? <laughs> Love you guys and your no bullshit attitude. Those are, this is what I'm I want. I'm not done. I have multiple dogs. It's a challenge. So I'm thinking training one at a time. I have two that rush the door when I let them out of the crate. I'm done now. So I can speak? Yes, you Th may speak. Thank Permission you. Permission to speak. Thank you. I don't like when people cut me off. I didn't know I was cutting you off. I know better than to cut you off. And that's why I informed you that you, I was not done speaking. You did pause, though. There was a pause. Yeah, to catch my breath. You can yell at me for half an hour straight without catching your breath. I'd like to think you can read one sentence without catching your breath. <gasps> okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right. He's full of shit. I don't yell at him. Maybe I'm full of shit on the 30 minutes, but I swear to God, you're at least... I, in the three years I've known you, I've probably raised my voice at you. Are you times. fucking kidding me? Three times. Are you fucking kidding me? your voice right now. Are you fucking kidding me? See? Three times? Triggered. Angelo. Triggered. How many times have you heard Joel raise her voice? At least 30 times this year. Bullshit. 30. He's 30. Angelo. <laughs> what? I'm just... Did you hear okay. that? Okay. Bullshit. Hey. Okay. Hey. So what I would do is this. What was the question about bonk? Okay. If you're bonking properly, a one or two time bonk, and if your timing is right, and in my videos, I explain how to properly bonk. In the new, it should work. But you always say no first. All we're trying to do is teach no. In the new Sally Canine Training University, which you're going to hear me talk about a lot, because we're getting more and more toward, towards a virtual platform of learning. The reason is this. I want to be able to help. I've already, it's on my vision board. Yeah. One million people. So we've got nine dogs at a time in here. There's only a couple hundred people that watch my podcast live. And then hundreds more will watch it. But even if thousands of people watch my videos afterwards, okay, my seminars only do anywhere from now people are afraid to travel. So they're down to probably 20 people, sometimes 15, where they used to be in the 40s, 50s, 60s range. But even then, 
that's only helping a certain amount of people. But this online university has a capability of helping millions of people. One of the things that we absolutely positively are going to be showing, because it's going to be on our, our platform, we own the platform that it's on, is we're going to be showing how to properly correct a dog. We're going to be doing modules, how to correct a dog with a bonker, a remote collar, a leash, a dominant dog collar. We're literally going to be showing it all. Just like my seminar show it all. We're showing everything. Okay, it's going to be an incredible, valuable tool where you'll be able to actually sit in the privacy of your own home and learn proper sequencing and then proper application of proven training. Next. You can train your dog in your underwear if you want. Yep. You don't even have to leave. Brandon, at what age do you introduce e-collar to puppies? Well, it depends on what you want to I need. A, I need. I need. What do you want to do with it? You can do it at eight weeks old and say, hey, puppy, this is an e-collar. E-collar, this is a puppy. Good. I'll start with that introduction. Like, what do you want to do with it? As far as using it, usually at 14 weeks old, you can start using it at low levels so the dog learns pressure on, pressure off. You layer it over your existing training, which includes food. You're still using food with a remote collar, but you're not using it with, for correcting the dog at all. Next. Brandon, I already read that. Ashley, holding on dog training. Excited for the university content. Continued education is important for any business. Starting protection training for my male, not my skill set. So excited about learning. Good for you. Speaking of, I got my mastermind ticket. You did? Awesome. Why don't you get a mastermind ticket? When did you get that, Ashley? To where? She to, got it a while ago. To Florida? Yeah. Did she? I think she bought it like what right when we first launched it. She was like one of the first, I thought. Maybe not. Probably didn't come in tonight. Um, Sherry, so true. Correction is the way to go. Thank you. Laura, I've had some success with the bunker when I am close, but my aiming sucks. So I'm thinking about an e collar. Yes. E but I'm sure we're not there yet. They don't have the basics yet. And I know I have to get better at my timing and patience. I have a lot of anxiety, and that's not helping in getting well trained dogs apart. Okay. Hold on here one second. Let's put the brakes on. Let's go in reverse. Who's that? That is Laura. Laura, how long have you been struggling with anxiety? You don't have to type it in. This is a private conversation between you and me. Nobody else is even listening. How much longer, Laura, do you think you're going to be struggling with anxiety? Are you going to wait that long for your dog to be trained? No. You have my permission to struggle with anxiety as long as you want. If you need help with that, I got some great resources on that. Okay? And you can still have a well-behaved and well-trained dog. Okay, because if your aim sucks, get a one gallon milk jug, put it by your front door, start from five feet away, bonk from all different angles. So this is the milk jug and this is you and you're like, go around like this, all different angles. Go to 10 feet, go to 15 feet, go to 20 feet. Okay, after a month of practice, tell me if you're good or not. Got it? No deploy. But yes, a remote cower is going to be effective. Next. Patricia, look forward to seeing you in December in Phoenix. Awesome. Phoenix is going to be great. Phoenix is always a great seminar. Next. Ron, 
canine trainer here. Health made me stop. I'm so sad. Mm. I can't trust other trainers. I've told all my clients to follow you. Thank you so much. Thank you. There's some good, but Ron, there's some good trainers out there. There's some great trainers out there. But thanks for the thanks for the plug. Next. You got bumped. You can actually keep talking. Um, Just Found my spot. Carrie Ann, can you put a link here for Canton? I already did. Patricia said hi. Hey, Patricia. Kevin, my mouth keeps pissing on the cover of my Blackstone grill. How do I stop this if I can't catch him in the act? The cover? The cover of his grill. So that must be like a fabric one. Yeah. I'm assuming so. Okay, so. The dog's marking on it. So what I would do is, what most people will do is this. They'll say, put the cover up high. Have you ever seen a dog lay on its back and piss a fucking stream pretty high? I bet you got one of them target dogs. They literally can hit a target from 50 feet away with its piss. This is what I want you to do. Remote cower on the dog. Take the cover, put it right on the ground. Wait. Wait in hiding. Put on all your camo. I want you to put on your camo. All right? Put on a ghillie suit. Okay. Yeah, put on a ghillie suit. Get your sniper scope out and just wait. Just sit there and wait. Have that remote ready to go. Wes is having an ear malfunction right now. And as soon as that dog goes over there to piss on it, Boom. Next. Okay, Lonnie, looking at registering for your mastermind next year. Where would be a good place to get a hotel or Airbnb that's close to the location? So the the it says Sarasota. That's because it's the biggest recognizable city, and it actually is one town over from Sarasota. It's in Bradenton, Florida. Bradenton, Florida. It's in one of my houses down there. So what I want you to do is look up Bradenton, Florida on your map, and then you hit hotels close by. And on Google, it'll show you all the hotels. And then you go on to Airbnb and you look for places in the Sarasota Bradenton area. If you buy a ticket, I'll give you the exact address next. Rosalie, hey guys, looking forward to seeing you tomorrow and picking up Mungo. So excited to continue the work you all have implemented in him and living a less stressful life for us both. Nice. Mungo. So Mungo's going home. Mungolicious, yep. Oh, come a long way. he sure has. Laura, I love that I can watch your live videos on weekdays at this time of day. Yes, I know. I love how we can be home by a decent yep. hour. If I don't get my eight hours, Jeff has to deal with the wrath. You get eight hours? Yeah. Hmm. As long as I go to bed by like 8.30. Yeah. 8.30, 9 o'clock. Hmm. If I go to bed at 9 o'clock, I'm up at midnight. For the day. Not good. No. Next. Wes is having a malfunction right now. What's up? He's itching his ear a lot. Mm. Tell him to stop. Anne said, oh, I'm with you. Thanks, Anne. Thomas said, hi, guys, from Ireland. Oh, hey, Thomas. How you doing? Sherry, I love that you say you do not have to be a professional dog trainer. Just watch your videos. Thank you. Yeah, you don't. I'm sorry. You don't. Professional dog trainers have disempowered owners. They really have. They make it sound like they're like, I mean, I've got, obviously I'm talking very egotistical on my show, but when, if you've ever met me in person and you've like, or had a one-on-one -on -one with me, you'll know that it's like, I'm trying to empower humans. Wow. He's going nuts in there. He really is. You have drops for him? You have wipes for him? Um, 
but you don't need a you don't need a, a trainer to fix a lot of your problems. You just need the information and how to, and then you need to apply the information next. Um, Leslie, I tell my clients that our parents and grandparents rolled up the TV guide and yep. smacked the dog in the head when it did something wrong. Yep. That is why we remember that our childhood dogs were well behaved. Yep. Or they threw a shoe at it, or they threw their car keys at it, or they threw, you know, a pillow at it, or they did something, but they didn't put up with crap and they didn't put up with crap from eight weeks older and on. All this puppy biting shit was gone. Jumping, gone. Going into a room that they weren't supposed to, never. Putting their mouth on another human, unheard of. Just saying, next. Um, Carrie Ann, how do I bring him to Canton? Muzzle to be safe? If you, yeah. If you've got a biting dog, you can put a muzzle on, but I just want you to know, who's that? Who's that? Carrie Ann. Carrie Ann, I just want you to know, Carrie Ann, 200 seminars. I specialize in aggression rehab. So many dogs come in there aggressive and out of control, and within 10 minutes, you will have control of your dog. 10 minutes. And you're saying to yourself, I've been working on it for years. And I'm telling you, 10 minutes. Okay? That's it. That's it. It's like 10 times the amount of time I can fuck. 10 minutes. Next. Parking lot patty. I laugh every time I see that. Because it's like now I know. It's Jessica. It's Jamie. Now it's just parking lot patty. <laughs> Jeff was talking about dogs being hardy. And I turned to Einstein to say, see? And he was <laughs> licking his butt. So, yeah. Hardy. <laughs> yeah. On the inside, too. That's why you don't fucking kiss dogs. I know. I never let my dog lick me. Just think about what they've put that tongue on. Ugh. Renee, because there is big money in playing on, on preying on people's emotions to get them to pay hundreds to behavioralists who don't do shit. And not only behavioralists, but trainers that want to keep you ongoing. Ongoing. Here's something interesting that my, my a buddy of mine, John Devine, who is actually a Navy SEAL canine handler, okay? He put out a post yesterday that questioned who has more dog handling experience? Dog handling experience, okay? An animal behaviorist or a big box store trainer, which most people look down upon but they look up to an animal behaviorist, which has a degree. They actually went to university for it. The big box trainer has more handling experience than an animal behaviorist does. I want everybody to think about that. Next. Um, Travis, how do you handle clients with reactive, aggressive dogs that want it to stop, but also want their dog to be able to protect the house? Is there such a thing as a happy medium? Sure, but who are they protecting the house from? Who? Who's breaking into their house? If they watch the news and read the newspaper, they probably sit at their front door with a gun across their lap every night. But who do they protect the house from? This is the thing. There's something called 
instant on lighting. And that's the lighting that is activated by a motion detector that uses LED lights that instantly lights up an area. Now, back when I was a kid, they had those slow lights that it took a while to get to full capacity. Now they have lights that will literally, if you click on, it's daylight. Mm -hmm. They have lasers that you put at the end of your driveway. And if somebody breaks the laser, you'll get a notification. They have security systems that if anybody crosses within a perimeter of your property, you would get an alert on your cell phone. Then there's something called locks and most doors have them. Then they have alarm systems as well. Then they also have outdoor cameras as well. Then also oh my God, there's something go. called guns. Going on a rant. This is not a rant. The chances of your dog successfully protecting your house is slim to none. Do you know why? Your average housebreak right now, unless you are keeping lots of cash, drugs, or, uh, or artwork, or jewelry in your home, the average housebreak is a housebreak of opportunity. Now, it could be, an house, it could be a housebreak for, for a sexual crime. I got six daughters. I work with mostly females. I know that I know the statistics and I'm very aware of that. But chances are your dog is going to be barking and lunging and trying to bite the Amazon delivery person. But yes, you can have both, but most people don't need it. And if you do purchase or train a proper protection dog. Okay. Sherry, my GSD is not confident and fearful. When he is feeling scared, he grabs items or carries around a dog toy in his mouth like a binky. Should I stop this self-comforting behavior? I say yes. Spouse doesn't agree. It's a problem. So a lot of dogs do that, and it's called gifting. And that's not actually a nervous, fearful, anxious behavior. It's actually when you walk into a house and a dog grabs a toy, that's actually a good sign. It's better than the dog, like, grabbing you. So, there's a name for it, gifting. Gifting, yeah. It's cute. Yeah, they they bring you a gift. They look for things to bring you. Yeah. yeah. Slippers. Yeah. So, the question is, the nervous and the fearfulness. Now, a lot of people misinterpret fear, anxiety, stress. They do. Mm-hmm. insecurity they do like a lot of people love to throw out the fear aggression phrase yeah. it's like no your dog is aggressive fearfully aggressive who said it was fearfully like who says it's fearfully so scared i had to attack you right exactly it, like it could have run back in the house but your dog who jumped over your six foot fence chased the dog down the street and bit it that's not fear aggression that's not fear aggression so if your dog needs to self-soothe as a crutch right now while your training is being active and kicking in within parallel of it, then I have no problem with that at all. Next. Patricia, do you suggest micro or mini educator for Frenchies? On a Frenchie. You could do a mini. You can do a mini or a micro if you wanted to. Now, going back to the last question, who asked that question? 
about her and, her and it's, did she say sherry has a has, she says yes yeah, spouse doesn't agree that it's a problem okay well if the spouse is male sherry's right so if sherry's spouse is listening sherry is right next laura thank you for your answers i've definitely missed some steps yeah most people do that's why we're coming up with this great online learning thing but it's not just you don't worry about it don't beat yourself up next rhonda you all are the best i've learned so much oh thank you rhonda Shayna bonking lol i just got over my hang-ups on this mm. once they know what's being asked they must comply mm -hmm. i love your methods here's a video of my wolf dog engagement in e-collar we are from vancouver island oh oh wow so um we can't open up your link we don't open up links because i have no idea what's in the link but thank you so much for sending it but the bigger thing is vancouver island yeah oh my gosh it's fucking stunning there Woof. never been you haven't Just like all the other places i'm not gonna get to go now no we won't be able to go anywhere nowhere pretty soon when you get to a place you better be able to you better hunker down because you will not be able to travel next Truck driver dog guy. Just oh, wow. I've been too long since I listened. My dog is great from the protocols you teach. Nice. Awesome. I haven't heard from you for a while. I know. Robin, I started learning basic obedience at an AKC club 50 years ago. Many of us wanted to compete in obedience trials, but many came just to have well-trained dogs. Yeah. I competed many times with my Irish setter and had a great time, as did my dog. He was perfect if he had an audience. I think the lack of obedience training that started 20 plus years ago has done enormous repercussions. Yes. Thank you for what you're doing. I've done a lot in dog training, but we'll stop. Mm. So who's that? Robin. So Robin. So back, back when Robin was talking about, I just, I, earlier in the show, I said, you know, you didn't need a pet dog trainer, but this is what also people did. You get a dog, you go to training. Yeah. You get a dog, you go to training. Like that, that was literally like, like the norm. That, that's the part of it. That literally was the part of it. Now, we'll just get a dog and like start guessing. But that was it. And the classic AKC, even though we don't train like we don't train that way, but still, tremendous value in it. Oh yeah, tremendous value in it, because a good dog that was trained for the real world. The this is what's also happened is the bar is set so freaking low right now it is disgusting how low the bar is. Yeah. Well, we'll go to Home Depot. We will go to Home Depot almost every day. Just watch our feed. It's funny how like everybody's like, I went through your feed and it's disgusting. I'm like, what feed did you look at? Like our feed is very educational, informative, and, and showcases all of our great work that our trainers do. Mm -hmm. But, but. There's, and there's, and there's nothing on our feed that's even controversial, in my opinion. And we don't correct dogs on the feed. We can't. We'll be deplatformed. So this is the thing. We put our dogs in downstays in the entrance of Home Depot. Why? Tons of people walking in, tons of people walking out, shopping carts, and then those orange carts where there's always one fucking wheel that ain't even with the ground yeah, and awful. the cart the cart's always shaking like this or the wheel spinning around and you're fucking you're driving <laughs> you're driving that thing like a drunk driver so it's true. like thank god the police didn't like weren't like standing there like going excuse me sir the way you're driving that cart pull over stand in walk on the line yeah. put your fingertips up like this 
by the way, if that ever happens to you, refuse all that stuff, just to let you know. The wheel spin. Okay, so we put the dogs in downstays. We get just two comments, two comments. Number one, what's wrong with the dog? Number two, I wish my dog could do that. Answer, there's nothing wrong with the dog. It's called a downstay around distractions. And number two, your dog can do that. But nobody's used to seeing dogs doing that. Nobody's used to seeing so dogs think something's wrong. behaving. So right. we go swimming every day. Every day we go swimming in a lake. And the lake's on Joel's property, but sometimes I don't want to walk the 20 minutes to the private entrance. So I'll circle around the block and I'll go to what, there's like a semi-public entrance. No, no, not really many people know about it at all. There's like four cars that can fit in the parking lot, but people use it to fish from. Mm -hmm. They fish off of there. So if there's not a lot of fisher people or they're like, some people use the picnic table just to have a eat, you know, eat snacks or a lot of couples go there because they're, they're doing, you know, blow jobs in the car, you know, when they're married, they want to meet in the, they want to meet in the parking lot. So we'll go there and I'll let the dogs out of the truck and they just run towards the water and I play with them, chuck it, you know, in the water. Then they come out and then they'll like, we'll play chuck it on the grass so they can dry off because they can run around and they, and then there's people there and they, they don't go up to any people and they just ignore everything. This is a guy in a golf cart that drives by with his barking dog. And my dogs are just like, you're a dick, you know? And it's like, people are like, wow, your dogs are so well behaved. I'm like, they are? Like, isn't that the minimum? Shouldn't your dog just be ignoring distractions and not care about everything, anything but you? Yeah. Or the task at hand? Like, isn't that how it's supposed to be? Why is the bar set so low, guys? 2022, we're raising the fucking bar. Next. Put that on a t-shirt. Yep. Do you want me to read this one? Sure, why not? No. I have to get it off my chest. You guys are a couple hot couple. Love your humor. Elizabeth. Thank you, but we're only... Isabel. Isabel? We're only a um, radio or a podcast hosting couple. That's it. And then Joelle works here and she runs the social media. Jeff pays me to hang out with him. <laughs> I pay your salary. And then if you want to call it hanging out with me, you call it what you want, but I actually pay you to work. <laughs> okay. You're actually working, you're supposed to be working. And as you're working now, Robbie. But thank you. And yes, Joelle is hot. Thank you for teaching me how to use an e-collar and Herm Springer prong on my GSC. You're welcome. Now I need some tips on teaching my 15-month-old high-energy Yorkie to respect my GSDs in the house. E-collar the Yorkie. Bonk the Yorkie. I, well, ideally, your other... GSDs in a Yorkie. The, ideally, the GSDs will give a very firm, fair, quick bite. And the little Yorkie will go running off screaming and then have more respect. But if it doesn't, you got to bonk that Yorkie. Next. Monica, good morning, Jeff and Joelle. Nothing amazing to report this week. The destruction is happening about 4 a.m. or when we are not home. I'm working on setting it up with the camera and e-collar. I checked fit and she was flexing, stretching when I put it on. Big difference with the reaction now. Sounds like separation anxiety to me. So crate the dog. It sounds like she, she's trying to set it up. It oh, like oh, 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 okay. Next. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Late, but still made it. Better late than never. That's yeah. right. That's right. Except for on a first date or a job interview. 
That's true. We had somebody. We're 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 hiring right now. It's so fucking disgusting. Nobody wants to. Work. We can't even get people to do online interviews. <laughs> online interviews, we can't do. We can't even get people to call us back. Like, why would you apply for a job right. and, and not call back when we say we're interested? Well, you know why. I know why. Do you know that the Starbucks, the Starbucks by us that we go to, they they only they don't do indoor dining anymore. You know why? They can't find staff. Did you guys know that? Nobody can find staff. Whether you like Starbucks or not is not the point. If your local Starbucks has closed indoor dining, and then when your local Starbucks is out of a lot of food, it's not because they don't have the money to buy supplies or the money to pay for staff. They can't find staff and their suppliers can't find staff. They can't find staff either to make the goods. And if it's any of their hard goods, meaning anything like a Christmas mug or like a thing like this with Starbucks on it, it's stuck on a shipping container in the middle of the ocean and they can't get it fucking docked because there's a slowdown at the docks. Why? Because they can't find help. Also, wasn't everybody freaking pushing for a $15 an hour minimum wage? Yeah. Starbucks starts at $15 an hour. Benefits, college tuition. And I asked the guy, say, let's say I can only work from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's all I can work. Is there a job here for me? He's like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You literally can pick your own hours, too. Yeah. It's one minute left. Mandy has a nice comment for you. Go ahead. She says, Jeff is hot, too, now. It's not just Joelle. Well, thank you, Mandy. At 55, that's nice to hear. <laughs> uh, John said, funny. I love the banter. Oh, thank you. Amir, sorry. I meant countries mainly in Europe, not states. Yes. But see, this is the thing. I love it how people say, you know, they've banned tools in certain countries. Do you know what else they have banned in certain countries? Women driving. Yeah. I love it when people throw that out there. Because I'll be like, do you know that they have countries where women can't drive? Where women can't go out of their house unescorted? Where women are stoned to death? Did you know that? There are countries of that. So if you want to start comparing countries... And training tools to countries on the rights of a human being. I'll play the game. Let's go. I'll play the game all day long. Next. Um, Terry said, not fair. Two against one. Poor Joelle. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, no. her yelling at you. Oh, my. You, Thanks again for all your content. You have no idea. Hold on here. Yell. Angelo. I don't yell. Angelo, come here. Good. Look at this kid. He just turned nine, by the way. His birthday was last week. I keep forgetting I'm nine. Look at this kid's face. I, he's just siding with his dad. Do you really think that he would make up a story? When have you ever heard me yell at your dad? A lot. What? A lot. Give me an example. He doesn't want to embarrass exactly. you. He doesn't. Yeah. Yes, he can. He doesn't want to embarrass you because he's been told not to be impolite. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, guys. Um, Hold on. Hey, guys, check this out. 
Can you see it? That's Jeff on a plane. That's Angelo right there. A snake on a plane. That's Angelo. We were in a we, we today was our first flying class. We're, we're learning how to fly. We're on we're in a Cess, Cessna 172. Angelo and I are taking flying lessons. They're dark all of a sudden. I don't know. Let's there you go. Closer. Yeah. Next. Um, Carla, I have a 72 week old German Shepherd, and he thinks I'm his best shoe toy. Uh, how can I stop this? He has a shock collar. Nothing is working. Um, you're pro well. I don't know the fit of the shock collar. It's 17 weeks old. Probably a little bit too old to stick your hand down his throat. Bonk him. No, and then bonk. Shock collar fit could be wrong, and you cannot be going up high enough, and your timing could be wrong. No, and then consequence. Next. JP499 Top Chat. I need inspiration in a community. I want to make content and videos, but the person in that community that has the most subs bullies and discourages people. Okay, so JP, this is what I want you to do. First of all, if you're talking about like a forum, a, like a, a group, like a dog trainer group or whatever, get out of it. It's toxic. I have never found a dog training group, not a page, but a group that has not been toxic. Start off right there. Second of all, it is a disservice to people that are struggling not to put out content. So what I want you to do is to put out content on your page, on your page, not do not put it on other people's pages, put it on your page, okay? And help your tribe. As far as this person that has the most subscriptions, who gives a shit? I can buy a million, I can buy a million followers tonight. Who cares, okay? And they bully and discourage people so what it is, is this JP is you're making your helpful decisions, which can change someone's life because of some asshole that decides that they are the gatekeeper and only what they say is right. And what everybody else says is wrong unless they say it's right. Stop caring. Put out your content. Help people. Don't give a shit what other people say. Ban and delete your haters. Okay? No, Joel's not a mom. No. That's Angelo. He's one of my seven kids. Okay? All right. All right, guys. We're going to go. Okay. Or else Joel wouldn't have told me it was 6 o'clock. <laughs> I don't think she was telling me. I'm just letting you know before you keep ranting. Okay. So we're going to go. We normally stop the show at 6, so... All right, guys, if I couldn't get your questions, I apologize. If you're part of our Patreon channel, I encourage you to join our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash training. We do a Tuesday Zoom room where it's face-to-face -face questions, and I can take more time, and I'm not snarky like this. Um, we do this usually on Wednesday nights. Sometimes it's on Thursday nights. Um, all next week, we've got a week-long seminar. We will see what happens as far as doing a show, because it is exhausting. Um, we, I also do one-on-ones. So for any of you that are struggling with some serious issues, go to our website, you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one, and it's private just between you and I, and we both see each other. It's pretty, pretty cool. It's almost like Zoom, but we use a different platform. I can't thank everybody enough for, for joining tonight's show. 
thank you so jo Joelle for for um, um, being here. Okay, I really really appreciate that. And um, I'll try not to yell at you so much. I, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Okay. I'm used to it. Okay. It's 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 becoming part of my DNA. I don't know if that's possible, but I think it has been. Okay. Um, and then thank you all for busting your ass working with your dogs. If you're struggling, there is help out there. And I am saying I'm very, very proud of all of you. All right. May I have the love with you guys. Good night. Take care.